episode. Hold my bread. Hello, everybody. Hello, Joel. What's up, breadheads? Are you ready to come out and join the gluten gang? Bang, 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 We're stacking bang, bang, loaves. We're taking loads. It's the Hold My Bread whoa, podcast what? with Matt Baggis and me, Joel yeah. Walkowski. <laughs> taking loads? I was on board as you said that. <laughs> taking loads of money. Uh, now, loads what of else cash. is that expression used for? I don't know. Loads of laundry. We're taking. We're opening up our shirts, revealing our chests, and we're taking steaming hot loads of cash. Yeah, spread your cash on my body. That's how all <laughs> financial gentlemen speak. Yeah, that's the way, that's the way of the future. Well, welcome to Hold My Bread. What was once the $835 podcast is regrettably now the $811 podcast. Damn, we've gone down. That's all my fault. Like first week, my my pick of slack, you know, work for short. It has really bottomed out over the past week. It's down to $21 and change a share down from where I bought it at 27. So while the rest of our portfolio is performing admirably. Yes, Amarin. Shout out to Amarin. Shout out to Amarin. It's going to lower your cholesterol and it's stopping us from having heart attacks already. That's right. Ooh, ooh. Um, Put in AMRN on your Robin Hood, on your Eat Trade. You'll see what we're talking about up from 1425 to 1653 in a span of just a little under two weeks. Yeah, we're climbing. We're rolling in dough like we're a grandma during cookie season. That's right, baby. <laughs> cut some slices, cut the cookies. I love that. That was a great analogy. Good work. Uh, tis the season also Halloween spooky cookies what are you gonna be for Halloween I'm not gonna dress up for Halloween I hate Halloween I'm bad at it I've never had a good costume you've never had a, a good costume really. my best costume was one time I dressed up as a hobo and I had a sign that said we'll work for candy that was pretty good my best costume um, me and a bunch of friends in college we all went as different food mascots and we went to a rave that's fun and I was the Pringle guy <laughs> and my costume was I just put some hula hoops on bungee cords and had this cylinder that bounced around while i danced it was fun that it was magic fun. i looked terrifying <laughs> yeah i've never had last year i was a lumberjack and everyone's like you didn't even try it's like what do you want i have a flannel i have a i had jeans i had a flannel shirt tucked in i had a lumberjack hat you didn't have an axe no yeah you didn't try what am i walking around brooklyn with an axe scaring people i have two axes you could have asked me for one <laughs> <laughs> next time i'll be sure to axe you um, I well, I thought about carrying around. I had brawny paper towels. I could have been the brawny paper towel man. Absolutely, isn't it the brawny paper towel lady? Ooh, did they switch it? Yeah, yeah. It's just a lady. Uh, she holds a paper towel under one arm and a rugby ball under the yeah. other. Yeah, well, she needs something to rest those big cans on. You know? Yeah, the commercial. It's weird. <laughs> she just talks about the good sales at American Eagle. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I don't have a. I, I don't think I'm gonna do much of much for Halloween this year. You're going to do something. I know I would do something, but I'm not going to go to like a Halloween party. Or not a, not a costume party. I think you might. Uh, you think I'll end up at a costume party? Yeah, you, you got that $40 haircut that that's, you got for free. That's right, you I got might a free as well haircut today. Out. That's right. Well, by then it'll be grown out, so you never know. Yeah, let the listeners know on your little hustle. Yeah, so I got a free haircut. I got a $40 haircut. I walked in and I go, hey, I went to the 30 Rock. I'm a tour guide at 30 Rock, so I walked in and I said, hey can you cut me a deal on a haircut? And the guy goes, well, I, I can give you $7 off. And I go, how much is that going to make it? And he went 40. And I went, ah, I don't, I don't know. And he goes, all right, well, hang on, let me see. And the guy came over and I go, Hey, I'm a tour guide here in the building actually. And he goes, really? And I go, yeah. I was like, I walk by here a lot. I don't know. I, I walk by here a bunch. And he was like, all right, well, he's like, if you can maybe recommend us on your tour, he's like, I'll be glad to give you a free haircut. And I was like, Oh, absolutely. I'll do that for sure. So they sat me down, they shampooed me. 
Got a haircut. You got a shampoo? Yeah, I got a $40 ha- haircut and shampoo, my dude. Wow. Yeah. I, that, that, that is impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you tip on that? Yeah, I gave her $15. That's pretty good, right? Yeah, that's a great tip. Yeah, yeah. I gave her $15. And it's a better tip when you give your customers that, hey, if you're in Rock Center, uh, this is where Matt Lauer got his haircut before all his sexual assaults. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I got a free care. Oh, while we're talking about my work, actually, I wanted to give a huge shout out to, I didn't actually get any of your names, but the Tennessee group I had, I gave a tour and I gave a group of these ten, these people from Tennessee and they were all in finance and I'm going to be honest, I hated you. I hated you at first. I thought I was going to hate you guys. And you guys if were... there are guys from the University of Tennessee who study finance, I imagine it was just six dudes in pink shorts. <laughs> no, no, they all had an orange. Everybody had an orange. There was like a couple like uh, ladies and men and they all had an orange. And at first I was like, this is going to suck. And then uh, immediately I, I, I warmed up to everybody. We started talking finance. Uh, I hope they're listening. I hope you guys are listening. You guys were great. I hope you, you know, I told you I'd give you a shout out. Here's your shout out. You guys are awesome. Hopefully you had a good time in New York. They went to like the stock exchange. They went to the bull. They got to go on the Merrill Lynch trading floor. They're living it up. So write in, email us in. If you guys are listening, that'd be great. But yeah, yeah. let us know uh, what color shorts you're wearing. Um, <laughs> I asked about the Patagonia. I said, where's your Patagonia? You got all these people here, not one Patagonia. And one guy said, they're all in the hotel. So that made me laugh. The Patagonias are exclusive now. Patagonia doesn't want to be seen as no. the finance bro vest anymore. I know, I know. But yeah, either way, shout out to you guys. Thanks for taking my tour. You guys are a great group. So um, what's going on with you? Um, I've been all over this country yeah, in the past few weeks. You're going to be in been, town for a while, right? I'm in town. I'm in yeah. town for the rest of the year. I've been really just on the seafood tour of the United States. Went to Maine, went to Michigan, went to Maryland. The Where are the o- best crabs? The over under on the amount of crab cakes I had for the weekend was five and a half. I was there for about 36 hours and we came in slightly under. I only ate five crab cakes. Oh, Okay. What was the best one? Uh, best one was first at, one or the last one. The last two were the best, actually. All right, because like I did a crab cake dinner for a show, and like <laughs> I kind of bitched during my set. I was like, you know, they told me it was going to be a crab cake buffet, but uh, they would only give me one crab cake. <laughs> <laughs> and then after the show, they gave me like two lukewarm crab cakes, and I was just like, oh, these are pretty good. Yeah, it's always good to get stuff for free, you know. Especially yeah. when you expect it. Absolutely. You want to like, what you want to do after like a mediocre set is to just be sitting by yourself in a dressing room where brides normally dress. So <laughs> Pouting over crab cakes. Yeah. It was me looking into a mirror that said, live, laugh, love, eating a crab cake with each hand. <laughs> <laughs> just like a bride. Yeah. Just think I got to stop telling jokes about my dad. These crab cakes are delicious. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, so we got. Um, so we are starting out here on the bottom. Like we're six weeks into our journey to yeah, financial freedom. To a million dollars. We will eventually become Wall Street guys. We're going to have on some great guests moving forward. Yeah, yeah. We got big plans. We've already got somebody lined up for November. We're very excited to have on. It's going to teach us about options. Yeah, we're coming. We're talking options. We don't know what those are, but we are looking forward to finding out. Yeah, I, I look forward to losing money on them. It'll be very exciting. But you don't lose as much money. There's a lot of upside and options. True. I, but I also think it's potential for, well, I don't know. We're going to learn all about it. And we're going to talk about dividends. Are we going to talk about dividends this episode? Yeah, and I think we're like... We're going to do dividends here in a minute. We have to go uh, go back a little bit. I know we're picking stocks. We're talking companies. But like some really basic 101 stuff is I didn't know what a dividend was. Mm-hmm. I know I've gotten some in my wealth from before Matt. Layman's terms. Let me know 
what do you think a dividend is? All right. So I think it is every quarter, every quarter. Uh, I don't know if, I don't know what the point of them is until it rewards shareholders, but it's like every quarter for the, every stock you own, you get a percent, not a percentage, but you get a certain amount of money back in your portfolio. They give it back to you. It's like almost as a thank you to investors. Yeah, it's like they aren't automatic, but if a comp if a company is in the red, they will be profitable and you'll see that reflected in the stock price. But with that leftover money, they will go ahead and they will give a little bit left over to the shareholders. And if you get like these are good to stack late young, early in life, because if you can just build a portfolio of nothing but dividends, mm -hmm. you can live off that in retirement as a second income. I talked to my fake in-laws uh, and they were just like, yeah, we're buying nothing but dividend stocks. It's what we're doing. So I followed their advice. And for my pick, I bought four shares of a dividend stock this week. Well, who's the, who's the, who's the lucky lady? Um, I don't know who yet. I've picked out the in-laws. They're going to try and adopt somebody. <laughs> I'm going to marry her. We'll see how it works out. Um, yeah, I, I don't think I have any in my personal for portfolio. I don't think I have any dividend uh, offering stocks. I think every stock I have is none of the companies I'm invested are in the red. None of them? I don't think so. I mean, I'm sure they are, but I got a lot of Tesla stock, AMD. They, they don't give any dividends. Though. Yeah, Tesla, like, they've got, like, three cars total out on the road. That they is, don't have enough money just to... Saying, that's craziness. You're saying insane things. They just signed a huge deal with China. China, they just agreed to make, like, a couple thousand cars in China. Yeah, until Elon Musk sends a, a tweet that's, like, pro-Hong Kong vaguely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, damn it. You're right. That could happen. Yeah, China sucks, you know, but what can you do? Yeah, Give me I some of that Chinese yen. Is I, it yen? Yeah, I want China to have more emissions. Yeah. Well, they can't have much more. I mean, it's soon it's going to get to the point where you're going to have to chop through the smog with a knife. Yeah, but it's getting so much. Like, all of their residents are wearing, like, surgical masks uh -huh. everywhere. But the it, SARS outbreak is finally quelled. It's over. Finally. It took them 30, 40 years, right? Uh -huh. Yeah, the biggest threat. SARS, Y2K. Those are my big concerns. Yeah. Yeah. A swine flu, H1Z1. So like a dividend, it, it comes from earnings. So you, you can't fake a dividend. So right. like with a company like Enron that like falsely inflated their stock price. Were they giving dividends? No, they didn't. But if they were, they that's the one place in trading where it's like actual cold hard cash. Mm -hmm. So if they were to have to pay out, they would have been caught much sooner. Right. I didn't realize that. That's interesting. Yeah, like it's basically a, a very, it's the truest indicator of like the strength or quality of a company. Oh, right. I guess that makes sense. Cause if you're, I mean, that's like you're in you, like you said, you can't lie about that. You're either making enough money to give some back or you're not. Well, you can lie about money all you want. Like it's perfectly legal and uh, it's not, <laughs> no, it's, it's not, not legal. at all. Misleading shareholders. That is actually what some got, what somebody we're going to talk about later in trouble. Someone we're going to talk to later. Yeah, hopefully talk to you. Uh, he'll get the letter. Yeah. We don't know if he'll respond to yeah, it. Well, he might not even read He'll read it, right? He'll read it. We'll, we'll talk about this later. Let's not put the, the Martin before the Skrelly, you know, okay. 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 Um, and like, what kinds of companies do you think have good dividends? You want me to lame, name a specific company or just yeah, like a type of company? I looked up like what the best ones are. I don't know. I mean, what is, uh, does Google have a, they have to give dividends, right? Amazon. I don't think they do. Damn. That's crazy. Amazon, Google, there's gotta be some pharmaceutical companies out there that are definitely giving out dividends. Well, it's not like when the stock is crazy high, like dividends kind of like shore up that, 
that that discrepancy because if you like keep the cash on hand and you're like even more in the red mm-hmm. that'll like it put the stock price up but a dividend it's like you have that extra money on hand you give a little bit to your shareholders so wait do dividends lower your stock price marginally okay you can either take the money or it can go back into more stock which like if everyone were to take like just the more stock options mm-hmm. it wouldn't raise their price they'd have more shares of a company that had more, where more shares existed. Oh, okay. So like the, the company that's like the Titan for dividends is you got to guess Ford. No, no, <laughs> I don't know. Johnson and Johnson. Oh, damn it. Uh, we're talking baby oil. We're yeah. talking baby powder. We're talking Wait, even baby if, products. Didn't baby? they just get sued a ton for baby powder? Um, no, I think that was anthrax and anthrax. <laughs> I think Johnson and Johnson just got hit with a huge lawsuit. They had to give a bunch of money because they were giving babies, they were powdering your baby's butt with cocaine. Yeah, but in in some ways, wouldn't a lawsuit be the ultimate dividend? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Only I, if you're listed in the... I bought your product. It didn't perform as expected. I need $300 million. Yeah, that's the big, that's the ultimate dividend. A lawsuit. The ultimate dividend is getting hit by a van and collecting $60,000. Why does that have to be a van? Can't it be something smaller? That's just like someone I know it happened to, and I just thought like, oh, man, that they guy's got $60, a really... $60,000? Yeah, like he got hit by a van. He got $60,000, and like, honestly, that dude is one of the shrewdest investors I know. That's my investment plan. My, my retirement plan is either I'm going to get... Am I hit by Jesus, Richie? Richie, you're putting barnyard noises in the background. (laughs) Got a soundboard going. It's all right. Why is your ringtone a chicken? It was Twitter. It was Twitter. Oh, that's okay. Because it's bird shaped. That's okay. Okay. Oh, he got bored. You get out of here, Duncan. Uh, thank you for uh, letting us use your studio. Yeah, this is a beautiful studio. Everything's made of wood. Yeah, smells right in here. I walked in and I'm like, God, it smells of. Success. Yeah, where we've recorded every podcast in a different location. You know that's actually true. We have, except for well, we've recorded a couple at the Wall Street spot, but this is a uh, different. I don't know. I forgot what I was going to say though. Damn it. Yeah, we'll feel at home here if you just uh, pipe in church talk radio into the bathrooms <laughs> like our other location. <laughs> yeah. Um, damn it. What was I going to say? Sixty. So, somebody get hit by a van. Doesn't matter. Let's move on. Yeah. Essentially, a dividend is like what happens when a company cuts you a little piece of the pie. Give me a little piece of that pie. Just a sliver. Is and it, if you buy more stock, you get a bigger sliver. Yeah. Because it's you're getting money that isn't your principal. So that's what you want to aim for. Right. So like, move. Like if I have $30,000 in the market and I get a $2 dividend, my principal is $30,002. Yeah. $2 is sweet. That's two slices of that's two slices of pizza right there. Absolutely. Well, um, we we are talking Wall Street. We're talking. We all we always talk about WeWork, but yeah. we do want to talk to some of the greatest financial minds of our time. And there was a guy a few years back who got a bit of a bad rap. Yeah, you may have heard of him. He made the news. He's the most. He was at one point. He was one of the most hated people on Twitter. Um, and now it's is, just Kanye West. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Though, but thankfully, the times have changed in a couple of years, and there's a lot of people people hate on Twitter. Uh, yeah, the most hated person on Twitter today is really just 
anyone who supports any candidate. Yeah, or uh, the, the who's the guy, the Houston Rockets guy that tweeted about Hong Kong? Daryl Morey. Daryl Morey. He's Dude, the most hated man in China. Do you realize he's the most hated man in America? Do you realize the financial ramifications of that tweet? I mean, he does now. We all do now. The NBA salary cap for every team is going to be lowered because of one tweet. Yeah. China has a seventh of the world's people. It has a billion NBA fans, and now they're just blackballing the entire sport it's crazy so yeah like the salary cap's gonna go down by like 10 to 15 million yeah and lebron james is pissed he's mad lebron james is a coward yeah i know you're not wrong about that um this is an first answer. of all he's this a coward a for james podcast not leaning into his baldness i know that's fake hair lebron if you're losing your hair just do it naturally you're in good enough shape you can pull it off i'm a beautiful balding man you know I'm just glad I have this platform where I can talk off the cuff and have things that come off the top of my head that isn't my hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, so we're talking about, we're going to write, this is, we, I think we hinted at this at the last episode, but we did it. We officially have done it. We're going to, we wrote Martin Shkreli a letter. We reached out to his representatives on Twitter. He said, you know, Martin thinks this sounds awesome. Yeah. We'll make sure he reads it. So Hope, he's usually pretty good about getting back to you. So we're hoping we're going to hear from him within the last month, maybe, or within the next month. Sorry. So we, we, we got together a little bit earlier today. I had a cup of coffee. Matt came from work. We sat down and we penned our letter to Martin. Yeah. So are you, do you want to read it for the people? Yeah, let's uh, let's take turns. We, okay. You want to start us off? Yeah, I'll start it off. So we're gonna we're gonna mail this to him. How soon would you, do you think we'll we'll get this to him? I'll have it in the mail tomorrow. I'll okay. send it express mail. And it, the one par- hard part is gonna be putting a strand of my hair in there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We'll do that tonight. We'll extract it. Honestly, is it that bad of an idea to go after Hillary Clinton? Yeah, for those of you who don't know, he got in a lot of trouble. He tweeted, uh, or he posted this to Facebook that says he would pay five thousand dollars for a strand of Hillary Clinton's hair, which is very funny. Uh, I think, but that's get, a good bit. It's Him, very funny. He and let's talk a little bit about who Martin is. Do you so, want to do it before we read the letter? Yeah. So basically, okay. there was an anti-HIV drug that his company inflated the price of yeah. from I think thirteen dollars to seven hundred and fifty a pill. Yeah, which but, is not ideal for people that can't afford it. But he said that hospitals, if they were in need, they could buy the pill for three hundred and seventy-five dollars, right. which I think is a pretty Big gesture. Right. Yeah, it's pretty nice, you know? We, hey, Some people are going to get it for free. It's cool. He said we he didn't explain how. the stock, the price of this pill by 3,000%. It's totally yeah, fine. Literally overnight, you know? But that's one of the reasons we'd like to get him on the podcast. We, I want to hear his side of the story. We um, And really, it was just one, one little business practice. Overnight, he was a pariah. And really, if you look at this guy's backstory, you see that this is the son of immigrants. He put himself through school, got an internship because of his brilliance. And by all intents and purposes, he's a self-made man. Yeah, very smart. He does not like he came. To my knowledge, I don't think he came from money. He grew up in, you know, what, like near Coney Island or something. He went to Baruch College here in the city. Um, I would just like to hear, because we did some research research, and we referenced it in the letter, but a lot of the research I did on him, it was all negative. I want to hear him talk. He's a man. He's a person, you know, and I would like to hear his side of the story. And and what really makes him stand out to me is in this like kind of social media era, era, like every time someone offends people, you see them backtrack and apologize as soon as possible. Uh-huh, uh-huh. When Martin, the, the social media mob came for him, he really leaned into it. Absolutely. I mean, he that was before even before he bought the the Wu Tang album. 
And then he really leaned into it because that, that pissed off a whole other group of people that... If you don't know, if you're over the age of 40, like, Martin bought this rare album by the Wu-Tang Clan. There was only one version of it ever He's produced. the only one that's heard it except for, like, the people that mixed it and made it. Yeah, he kept it for himself. And, like, you know, he's a New York guy. Wu-Tang, it's the ultimate New York band, I think. Yeah. So he bought it. He kept it for himself. He did videos with our friend Mary Houlihan where she kind of made fun of him a little bit, which... I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. She called him Martin Skrillex and uh, asked him some oddball questions. They how, were, did he, how did he receive that? He he was a good sport about it, actually. No, oh, that's cool. It's from one of it's from one of those comedy startups that's like been defunct for right. three years already. Right. What was the one? Um, CISO. CISO. Yeah, is he big on? They gave Martin Skrillex his own show on CISO and then it canceled. Not Man, CISO was my only credit, and they got yeah. <laughs> they no longer exist. Well, they wouldn't. Uh, I could never get involved with them, so that's why they failed. So, oh, you couldn't get involved I with CISO. I couldn't get involved. Nobody, nobody, you know, nobody approached me. I couldn't get any of their attention. They didn't see something in you. Yeah, CISO. That's why I don't like them. Yeah, uh, NBC, go to hell. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Martin, you know, he, we we wanted to write a letter to him. He is in. He's serving his time. He's uh, he he applied for an appeal and didn't get it. Uh, that happened within this last year. So yeah, and, and we know Martin's in a really terrible, hopeless place right now because the prison is located in Pennsylvania. <laughs> but we hope outside of that, you're doing all yeah, right. It's like a jail inside of a jail. You know, it's like what's the point? Yeah. Um, Pennsylvania, the state food is Wendy's. Yeah. Do you like... Uh... <laughs> uh, I went to Pittsburgh once and like the restaurant I went to, literally every restaurant had French fries in every dish. <laughs> you have a salad, it's French fries in the salad. Yeah, 100%. For that sure. is the truth. For sure. Um, well, yeah, so we wrote him a list. So yeah, but yeah, no, that's just a little background. You can do your own research, but like I said, I mean, all the research we try to do, it's all very negative leaning towards him. Uh, and um, just as we read this aloud, as we orate, so to speak. Ooh, good word. Will you just imagine us, quill in hand, yep. reaching out to our her disgraced financial brother. Future friend of the pod. Um, a future guest of the pod. Uh, dear Martin, do you go by Martin or Mr. Screlly? I would call you Martin, but don't want to confuse you with the greatest sitcom of all time. That, um, was, that was a reference to Martin. Um, <laughs> just one quick tangent for Martin. There's a Detroit radio DJ named uh, Mason. Yeah. And he takes credit. He says that the show Martin was based off him. Uh, okay. <laughs> because the character Martin was just a Detroit DJ. Okay. Uh, well, shout out to that, Martin. I hope this letter finds you well. First of all, you are so lucky to be in jail because it means you aren't near my girlfriend. I'm sending you this letter for my podcast, Hold My Bread comedy finance podcast but she insists that she needs the computer i bet she's googling tampons lol first and foremost how was the wu-tang album secondly there are two of us writing this letter my name is joel wachowski i'm a virgo stand-up comedian and professional basketball player i started investing five years ago when i realized how poor off my my family was my dad never had much I make decent money driving trucks and renting apartments, but figured I should set some aside. Five years later, I have enough to afford the girl, the computer my girlfriend is trying to take away. I was just joking about her Googling tampons. She probably knows what those are. I was about to invest my life savings in Beyond Burger, but got cold feet. Hence the honest for this podcast. Um, 
My name is Matt Backus. I'm the second host of Hold My Bread. I'm a stand-up comic and tour guide here in New York City. We wanted to reach out to you, send some positive thoughts your way, and extend an open invitation to be a guest and use our platform for whatever you'd like to convey. You'd mentioned a few things people not understanding drug pricing. I'd love to understand that, and I'm sure I'm not alone. Feel free to respond in any matter you see fit. Hold My Bread is a comedy podcast. We riff on bad CEOs and our own financial ineptitudes and the juice. <laughs> I forgot that was in there. None, 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 none. You did pronounce it like it was the juice. And, it's like, man, all this stuff's coming from concentrate. And the juice, not juice. The juice, uh, OJ, is, is the, we blame OJ. Uh, we do not, for the record, blame OJ. That is not a view of Hold My Bread podcast. <laughs> OJ never harmed anyone except for my pocketbook. No black men should be incarcerated in this country. None of them. Um, nonetheless, we do real work and have fun. I, should, I feel like I should read that again. No, uh, I'm not going to say it was the Jews again. Nonetheless, we <laughs> no, no, say it was the Jews again. You didn't do a good job. <laughs> say it again. Hold My Bread is a comedy podcast. We riff on bad CEOs, our financial ineptitude, and the Jews. Nonetheless, we do we do real work and have Hold real. Hold on, saying you didn't get. Could we say that one more time? I'm not doing it a third time. <laughs> I'm not going to be Shane Gillist because uh, I'm not going to get SNL. Um, <laughs> he, he does work at Thirty Rock yeah, though. I'm, no, you're halfway I'm there. I'm pretty close. Uh, I don't want to say we're fans, but you seem like a self-made man that was given a bad rep by the media. We did some research, and everything we found was very one-sided and clearly had an agenda we didn't agree with. You're obviously very smart and have a sense of humor, which is why we think you'd be perfect on the podcast. We love your thoughts on the WeWork news and the disaster that is Adam Newman. Fuck you, Adam. Uh, that's not in the letter, but I just threw that in there. Uh, we've been giving them a lot of coverage. A lot of comedy shows are in WeWorks. Is there any clear evidence a company's in trouble when they're hosting free comedy shows? I don't think so. No, there's not. Like, if a bar hosts a comedy night, like... Yeah, if there's a bar near you that's, like, open mic night, God forbid it's open mic night. If you see an, an open mic night is the death rattle of an establishment. 100%. Um, like, my building puts on a comedy show for me, and I'm sure the whole thing's going to be just bulldozed to the ground because of it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're also growing a portfolio... Uh, for the podcast and using our Patreon donations to invest. We put some money into a pharma stock, Ameren. We think it has a place in the market and it is good to bet on American obesity. I would also be willing to bet on American obesity in some form of harness race. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you see that like 100% like you'd want... 100%. That's got to exist in another country for sure. Absolutely. You know, you, you want to make sure that the, the horses, so to speak, are well paid and fed, but I think it would be, if nothing else, an interesting spectacle. Absolutely. Are you going to... Do we make them... How do we do, How do we set up... Well, let's read the letter, then we'll come back to that. What if, we, what if we make sure we each gain the exact same amount of weight, like we both get to like 345 <laughs> pounds, and then we compete in a harness race? <laughs> but how, you just keep saying harness race like it's a thing. How is this harness work i mean i don't think i need to explain a harness we get a little <laughs> cart with wheels on it we oh, attach then, it to like some sort of straps across our chest so and we us run pulling the cart yeah harness oh. racing is us pulling the cart yeah but fat people aren't strong they're just fat no they are it's fat to fit because when you gain fat you're carrying around that weight all the time and you get strong <laughs> here's what's gonna happen it's gonna go three two one they're gonna exert themselves their heart's gonna explode the race is gonna be over nah nah if right. it, the easiest way to get healthy is you get obese and then you lose that weight because when you lose that weight you'll be shredded this is terrible advice don't do this don't listen that's to this how man. that's how i got this beautiful body uh, Okay, well, I'm going to finish this letter. Um, 
we don't want to merely use you for investing advice. We're happy to just be friendly or we're happy to be just a friendly place to correspond with. I know you've been in prison since 2017, so I thought I'd give you a few updates. Everyone in Brooklyn drinks oat milk. That's true. Every building in Manhattan is now either a Chase Bank or a Dwayne Reed. Staten Island remains unchanged. Uh, oh, also, uh, I saw you. This is for me personally. I saw you went to Baruch College. My ex-girlfriend went to school there, too. I hope you didn't run into her. She sucks. All the best. The bread boys, Joel and Matt. P.S. You Would you like to read this? Yeah. This is P.S. P.S. I would offer to send you a strand of my hair, but I'm tragically losing it. I do keep it fairly close cut. I stay in shape so I can keep my rugged good looks. Unfortunately, I have to keep a mustache. Otherwise, I will be mistaken for Mr. Clean. And that is our letter That's to our letter. Martin Shkreli. So we hope to hear back from him. Um, what do we say? We're going to give him about a month to write back? Yeah, we'll give him a month. If he doesn't reach out, we will write back to him. I, I feel like it's, there's nothing that will implicate him. It was a friendly letter. Yeah, we tried to put some jokes in there. And like, we need to like form a relationship with him. We don't want to ask pointed questions like, I heard you're 5'7". What's that like? Yeah, yeah. How jacked are you getting in jail? You know, that sort of stuff. Dude, what if he just came out and he was just huge? I know. I mean, he's been in there long enough to where he should be pretty yoked right now or maybe he's just doing flexibility training doing yoga centering his mind well i mean i saw i did read in an article i think i sent it to you that he got caught with the phone there's that's this is this is man is a self-made man he's a legend he's running his company this is like shit from the wire he was running his company there's rumors he got caught running his company from prison they found him with a cell phone and they gave him solitary confinement or whatever for a long time, which it, sounds awful. Isn't that like an American hero though? Like you want to work so badly, like the the SEC comes against you, the might of the American government and people come against you, but still you're locked up. What can they not take away from you? Your entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah. yeah I think that's beautiful. I think it's great too. It's, it's, it's insane. I mean, it's truly insane. Also the fact that I think he fired someone from prison. Can you imagine that? <laughs> you get fired from jail. <laughs> you're like, Hey, by the way, you're fired. It's like, what the fuck? You can't do this. It's like, I just did. You're fired. Never talk to me again. That's a high bar to clear in terms of like inspirational lives lived behind bars. I would go Martin Screlly and then Nelson Mandela close second. <laughs> let's write nelson mandela oh, wait a minute Never you know i did, if i wrote nelson mandela i would just talk about how we own the same jacket <laughs> there's photos of nelson mandela in this beautiful like satin detroit pistons jacket and i had the same one that's pretty cool unfortunately i didn't realize how to correctly buy clothing or jackets until i was like 30 so it was way too short for me so i gave it to a friend of the pod chris daniels oh i've never seen him wear it i don't think it's gorgeous i bet i believe it he can't try um, it out, out all the time. We're going to, uh, we should, well, see, here's the thing too. It's like talking about, you know, uh, a guy got arrested, you know, Jordan Belfort from, from uh, Wolf of Wall Street fame. He wasn't necessarily a nice guy, but they they made a movie about him and people love that movie. Let's, we're going to get a movie funded about Martin Screlly. Let's do that. Let's write The Wolf of Wall Street. And the soundtrack Two. will be the Wu-Tang album. Absolutely. Done deal. You hear that? See, this is where I'm talking about. We're going to get Screlly gets out of jail October 23rd or October 2023. He's going to get out. He's going to come on the pod. He's going to set the record straight. Then we're going to fucking start writing this movie. We've got the soundtrack laid down already. I actually don't think he has the the album anymore. I think they made him, t they took it away from him. Yeah, so. but we'll like, we'll write his love interest is Scarlett Johansson, not like playing a role playing Scarlett Johansson <laughs> in the movie. She leaves Colin Jost for a better version of Colin Jost. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, that's our letter. We're going to mail it. Like I said, you're going to mail it tomorrow. That's great. Hopefully we'll hear back. Uh, I feel very optimistic. I think we did a good job with it. So absolutely and of course in what is becoming a weekly segment we have to check in with the debacle that is we were yeah we're not a we work podcast they just keep giving us news it's so, just crazy adam newman the former ceo and villain yeah the the next screlly really yeah the one true screlly it's funny he looks like gary goldman but he's the one entering a, ga- a great depression <laughs> No, he's about to make a bunch of money, so I think he's pretty happy. Yeah, he made so much money. How much do you think his retirement package was? I don't know. I mean, oh God, multiple millions, if not at least a billion. $1.7 billion in stock, cash, credit to walk away from the company, give up his voting rights. See, I got fired from a job. They made me give back my uniform, all right? I can't even give. I can't even get a uniform and a free soda. They gave him $1.7 billion. Yeah, so it's $970 million for his shares, $195 million consulting fee, and 500 credit to repay his loans to various banks. I just, yeah, so think about that. Listeners, let me, listeners, listen. You listen to the podcast. We've, the last couple of weeks, we've gone over all the crazy stuff he's been doing, all the crazy stuff he's been doing and saying and the way he's been treating his people, all of that. And then think about that. And then $1.7 billion. And so the, the bank that was really in bed with them for the longest, SoftBank, a wonderful bank from Japan, they're investing $4.5 billion to make the acquisition. And almost half of that goes directly to Newman. And this deal, it values WeWork at $8 billion. So it drops their valuation. It drops their valuation uh, like, by from, like $40 million. From $47 billion to, to $8 billion. Billion. Yeah. Really, and really, those assets are really just like, we have leases that are still existing. Right. And there's companies that are still using their spaces. Uh, I guess that's what the, you meant by that. Lease is still existing. But still, it's uh, crazy that they are going to... I mean, he's just going to walk away from a burning trash can with a bunch of money yeah their their revenue so far is 1.54 billion so they have to put even more of that to newman so far this year they've lost 900 million dollars like this company they won't be around in six months i don't think either that or they're either going to be not around or they're really going to like skyrocket up because this this seems like the kind of thing where it's so crazy that there has to be a plan you know, like this is so insane. It's so out there that it's like somebody somewhere has to have a plan for this. Yeah. And there's some big financial institutions like Goldman Sachs, I believe, made 50 million just for like generating the income for the upfront cash. Uh-huh. SoftBank is a very prestigious bank. So there's got to be a track record to just fill these offices. Like you don't have to do much. You don't have to have a product. You really just have to rent some stuff. And if you do are looking for a rental, preferably in the metropolitan New York area, might I direct you to Nooklin agent Joel Walkowski. He has a track record for speaking up against oppression in the workplace, namely when the CEO of his company, disgraced CEO Harley Quartz, cut employee wages by 10%. Mr. Walkowski raised his hand in an all-staff meeting and said, you know, the email you sent out about our price cut, our wage cuts, was the worst email I've received since you sent us all your web series. So if you're in Brooklyn and you're looking for short-term housing, if you're in Manhattan and you're looking to lease an apartment rental building from a place with kombucha on tap, Mr. Walkowski, Joel W. at Nooklin.com can handle all your property acquisition needs. Thanks to our sponsor, 
Sounds great. That sounds great. You should support them. They sound great. Thank you for sponsoring this episode. They haven't, they were, well, they sponsored our first episode. It's good to have them back sponsoring Hold My Bread again. Um, we, and, the, uh, and there were, um, there were actually some roasts. I hate when like the media uses the term roast as a verb. So Box CEO, Aaron Levy, he said about Adam Newman, I've read every book on startups. And somehow have completely missed the chapter that covers this part of the strategy. That's supposed to be a roast? Yeah. Every every like financial like blog and newspaper I read today was like, Aaron Laviv roast Adam Newman. God. People yeah, people don't know what roasts are. Yeah, like a roast of Adam Newman would be like, Hey, uh, Adam Newman's uh career at we work was just like nine eleven. Only kind of funny. Is that, the, is that the one you were going to tell me? And I was like, no, 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 let me hear it. On the, I want to hear it live. Yeah, do you have a roast joke yeah. for Adam Newman? No, Adam Newman is so dumb. How dumb is he? So dumb he got $1.7 million for doing nothing. <laughs> At least he can correctly pronounce billion. What did I say? Million. Did I? Ah, oh, damn, I've been doing you do that. do it every time. I know. Sorry, I'm just not used to singing a number that big. Yeah, you know Matt's always singing McDonald's praises. Like, yeah, they sold over a million hamburgers. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm stupid. Uh, um, no, I don't have, I'm not a good roaster. I don't roast. I'm like that guy that wrote that roast joke. Not good at it. You wish you should contact him, be his ghostwriter. Like, no, he, I would drag him down. That's, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. <laughs> well, I don't know. I could try, but I don't think I would get it in a billion years. Hm? Got it. It's all right. I know we're seeing, we seem bad right now, but hey, we're millennials. We're keeping the U.S. out of recession because we're turning 30. I'm a it's billennial. All good. No. <laughs> <laughs> Billennials, come hey, on. Just, I gotta ask you this question off mic. Are you dyslexic? Am I what? Dyslexic. I don't think so. I don't know. Do I think, do you think I'm dyslex dyslexic? No. See, yeah, see, we're good. Richie would know, he's a doctor. Cool. Doctor Feelgood. You told me if I wanted to protect myself during intercourse, I should get my girlfriend a DUI. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll keep her away from me for a while. So um, let's expand our portfolio. Let's yes. let's talk about we've what we've done so far, and you know a big part about having a portfolio is knowing when to sell. Mm, yeah, that's the big thing. Is you know you got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, and just let's go over know it real quick. Away. For what we have so far, work hold on to it. We're gonna wait for it to reach the value that we bought it at and sell it then. Synchronos technology slightly down for a week, but 589. We bought it at 607. It's all right. Uh, Lloyd's Bank of London is at 304. We bought it for 276. Nice. I would hold it. Yeah. Trox 845. We bought it for somewhere in the seven. So yeah. that's up. It's down on the day, but up overall. Yeah. Amarin 1636. That's our big baby. We love it. Yeah, we do. And what, then, we buy that at like 1450. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then our other one that's kind of just holding court is Corbus Pharmaceuticals at 516. They're holding steady. That was what we bought that last week, I think. We did. Yeah. But I have one this week. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? Yeah, I want to hear yours first. Dermira. Dermira. It's a um, another pharmacy. Um, it's Spanish for the look. Yeah. Uh, they jumped 26% a couple days ago after the company. They, pos they posted positive results. For a uh, clinical trial for a new eczema treatment. I don't know about you, but I feel like I know a lot of people have eczema. I probably have eczema. I don't even know it. 
Now, the doctor says when your skin gets all hard and pink. Yeah, and for me, only yeah. one part of my body gets hard and pink. <laughs> your asshole. And my finger, because I broke it. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, they have this. Uh, they're going to clinical trials for a new uh, treatment. Forty percent, forty-four percent of the patients patients treated uh, exhibited ninety percent uh, skin clearness. So the clinical trials are pretty good. I think they were. Uh, Market cap was about three hundred ninety million after uh, the stock jumped. So um, I think it's got potential to go a lot higher. There's nearly, there's nearly seven million eczema sufferers in the U.S. So I think there's obviously a big market for this. I think there. How um, many of them are suffering from eczema though? There's got to be like some people who have eczema and are sadomasochists, and they're like, "Oh, I love this rash." Yeah, that's probably <laughs> true. Some some people have eczema on their balls, and those people actually just have a disease. And uh, yeah, and there is a, a big problem, you know, with balls and keeping them dry. And we <laughs> will hopefully have a sponsor yeah. Yeah, about yeah. this next week. Yeah, we're angling Stay for tuned. we're angling for sponsors. Uh, we got something cooking so but they're um, waiting to go to trial for the FDA approval and if, if a drug gets I'm not a you know I'm not a smart man but I know what love is and um, if they get approved by the FDA I think that stock is going to jump pretty hefty okay so you're going to Venmo me the money to buy the stock tomorrow you got it I'll send it over so what's the first rule about picking a stock on hold my bread I don't know don't lose money no don't invest with your emotions no uh, we have to believe in it. That's that's rule two. What's I don't know. Rule one. They've got to be close enough. Oh right, they have for to be close to, to mess visit. up the CEO <laughs> oh, if they fuck I up. I forgot about it. Yeah, if they're close enough. Let me see where Dermira is. Where are these guys at? I didn't. I forgot that was number rule number one. Yeah, you got to be close enough for me to grab you, put my hands on you. Yeah, CEOs. There is a class war if you don't do your job. Yeah. Um. Ooh, well, they are uh, head headline. They're headquarters in Menlo Park, California. So. We'll have to jump on a plane, but just because we have to jump on a plane doesn't mean I can't right. still come get you. I'm spending Christmas with my girlfriend's family in or in like Southern California. If the stock goes south, I'll take a break from celebrating to mess up this CEO. <laughs> these are not threats, by the way. I don't want if anybody, if anybody at the SEC or the FBI is listening. These aren't threats. These are promises. So. Yeah, if you're from SEC, just focus on fixing Tua's ankle, giving us Bama in the national championship yeah, game yeah. once yeah. more. Keep your eye on Nick Saban. That's what you need to be doing. Keep your eyes on us. Keep it on Nick Saban. Yeah, Matt didn't like my stock pick this week. Yeah, I don't believe it, but I mean, I support you, and I'm, you know, I'm in. And it is controversial, and this is not a stock located in the tri-state area, but this company is located in a little town called Dearborn, Michigan, which is where my mom lives. So if Ford She's Motor, the CEO. No, she, she might know them. If I visit my mom, I can go visit the Ford family when they're in. They'll take a break from ruining my favorite football team to get their ass kicked for their misperformance. So they have a CEO, Jim Hackett. He doesn't get along with Wall Street. Since he's taken over in May 2017, stock shares have fallen 15%. That's a ton. Ford, which is like back when I was a kid, it sold for like $35, $36 a share. It's going for nine. And this was a terrible week for Ford Motor. Hackett, he kind of prides himself. He hung his whole like regime on the re-release of the Ford Explorer. Uh-huh. And they botched it entirely. Do you know the Explorer is the most sold SUV of all time? I didn't know that. And the new Explorer, it looks great. It's super fuel efficient. But And when they released it, they messed up the manufacturing. So how many did they have to do a bunch of recalls? 
No, they couldn't even release them. They had oh, to go to shit. they had to ship them to other plants to finish the job. 2500 explorers needed to be repaired and that needs to be done in Ford dealerships. Wasn't there wasn't there a bunch of Ford's uh Ford like workers that were on strike recently too? That wasn't was there? GM. Thankfully oh, okay. the GM workers won their strike. Always happy to see it. Also, the yeah. striking workers at my apartment building won their stuff. Did so, they? yeah. This is, that's good to know. Yeah, I mean, any news that's good for unions is generally good news for the country, so I'm happy to see it. Yeah. So I love that. That's good to know. We we left recording an episode and there was a big protest out front. It's glad to see that they uh, that they got what they wanted. They won, but a couple of the new doormen are going to be replaced because they don't have those provisions in their job. People were wrongfully terminated. So those legally people are coming get their back? back. Yeah. Well, that's kind of. I mean, that's good, but it's also like, would you? Oh, that's such a weird thing where you're like, I want my job back, but then that's not a great work environment. Yeah, I mean, you're you're trying, but you know, even in the course of doing a lot of good some people will have some bad luck as a result of it right sometimes people have to fall on swords so in addition to this debacle there's this plant in chicago that is just rife with claims of harassment intimidation along this like is a ford se- plant? yeah yeah 100 this is like ford plant behavior classic it's in their textbook actually yeah like they had to pay 40 million dollars to have like security and lighting put in so their employees would feel safer oh that's what you want in a job Absolutely. Uh, I got stationed at the dangerous part of the factory. They're like, it's not that bad. It's like, not dangerous from the machines, the people. But I see all this bad news about Ford. I see that their stock is nearly at a 30-year low. But in all this bad news, they've announced the Ford Pass Network, which is the largest electronic vehicles charging station in the United States. Right. This is see. This is what turned me around the whole thing because I had only heard the negatives, but and you told me you were going to buy Ford, and I literally couldn't believe it. I so, own. I got a uh, piece of Ford stock, and I, it's at nine, like nine fifty. I was blown away. But then you told me about this charging thing. This sounds like a, truly a game changer. Yeah. So they're putting out twelve thousand charging stations with thirty five thousand plugs in the United States, some parts of Canada. 35,000 plugs. My God. Yeah, that's like us at the end of this podcast. <laughs> that's right. My calendar's full Come of shit. Come see me at Magoonies. Come see me at the Left Shack. Come see me at the Crab Shack. And then like four motors just like, we're giving out 45,000 plugs. That's right. That's welcome. <laughs> to put that in perspective, Tesla, who has this like nationwide charging station that's like rightfully renowned, they have only 4,375. Ford is putting out three times that quantity. So I'm investing not in Ford Motor. I'm investing in this forward-thinking proposition they have going on. Yeah, I'm fully convinced off that. And because well, I don't know if you might have just said this, I missed it, but they're going to allow their charging. You don't have to have a Ford car to use the charging station. That is a huge deal. Yeah, like a Tesla charger, you can only use with the Tesla. The Ford chargers, you'll be able to work with any electronic vehicle. You yeah. can operate it by. There also be like fast chargers that can juice up a vehicle's battery to 80% in 40 minutes. That's crazy. And so while Ford as a vehicle maker might not ever have like a huge market share, I could see this network of chargers become an invaluable resource for commuters across North America. Right, so I'm investing in that. Yeah, that's a great call. That's a very good call. I, I fully, uh, I believe in that. And let's bring it full circle, baby. Ford also pays out great dividends. Ah, oh, that's true. For every share you get, you get 15 cents a quarter. Well, that's good. Uh, maybe, maybe I'll look into buying some Ford because uh, I have one stock I got for free. Um, so I bought four sh- stocks of Ford. So over the year, that's $2.40. 
This is that's good. That's good. I like that. Wow, that does bring it full circle, huh? But you know, it, it, this is the micro. If I were to put like a bigger part of my portfolio in Ford, even already, like without any growth, you could see how it could become like, you know, a thousand dollars a year, and from there you know, you're starting yourself in good position. So I'm investing in my hometown. I'm investing in Ford being forward thinking and putting something out for commuters to use. And I'm excited about it. Yeah, this is great. I love that. You uh, you just sold me on that. Good work. Um, do you have anything else before uh, we, we wrap up? I think we're about at time almost at least. Yeah, this was a fun episode. Uh, we'll, I'll get that in the mail to Marty tomorrow. And uh, just nice hanging out with you guys. I've yeah. Got- I've got nothing to plug. I've got some fancy shows in Brooklyn and Queens next month, but for the next week, I'll just be chilling. I had some work that I thought was going to happen. It fell through. Yeah, I don't really have much to plug either. Um, I'm going to be in Virginia this weekend doing two shows. I actually don't know where yet. I have the emails. I just haven't looked into it, but I'm in um, two shows. One of them is at a brewery. One of them is at a winery, so... I'm on the real boozy Susan tour, you know? Yeah, so you'll be hungover for our next episode that no, no, we no. record I'm on drinking, Saturday. I'm drinking, I've been doing Sober October. You know this. Ooh. Yeah, I haven't had a drink or a smoke uh, in uh, since the beginning of whatever, how many days are we on to November? Unlike Richie, who has been sober for or September, October, what the fuck ever month it is. I haven't had a drink in over four years. Yeah, well, you guys are pretty impressive, huh? The, guys, how the, Rich, Richie's like fucking longer than you, isn't he? No. Damn it, yeah, I think I'm longer than Richie, but I, I'm a. Di- I don't do shrooms every day. I do hallucinogens once every six months, usually with a beloved family member. It's all right. It works for me. Either way, um, yeah, this was a fun episode. I'm glad I got to spend some time with you. I always look forward to the podcast. Richie, thank you for letting us use this lowly space again to record. The worst part about not drinking is like I told a bartender once I don't drink, and he's like, "Well, uh, you can butt chug." <laughs> <laughs> he thought the problem was the fact that it was in your mouth yeah like that is the Martin Shkreli being a CEO from prison of the service industry yeah that guy's an innovator like yeah I'll pour this in your ass if you want <laughs> yeah you should have been like alright sir can I just put my ass up on the bar and you're gonna help me do this yeah I mean it would be a sight to see Yeah, people would love it yeah you heard this new bar in Brooklyn they let you butt chug it's wild <laughs> that would make so much money you really if we really want to make money we'll open the butt chug bar <laughs> yeah that's what we're gonna do with all the we're gonna do that with our money once the podcast makes it big we're gonna open up a butt chug bar what are we gonna call it the bank the, let's call it the bang bang palace <laughs> no, let's just call it chuggers chuggers <laughs> Ch- welcome to chuggers what would you like to chug tonight um, yeah, we'll just open it until somebody dies from chugging too much vodka up their butt. Oh, pop off vodka only, huh? <laughs> uh, sir, a whole handle? My goodness. Hopefully you brought some friends' butts with you. <laughs> hey, I got a lot of asses to feed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What is that? This is the funniest moment of the whole podcast at the end. Get out of here. All right. During the plugs, no less. We're on to a good thing here. Spread the love. Yeah. Share. Subscribe. Rate. We're out, baby. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.